Happy Monday, everybody. How the hell are you doing? The weekend is over. We are now in the greatest week of the year. Yes, the greatest week of the year has begun because we are leading into my birthday this coming Saturday. So five days of Derek celebration is upon us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm turning 41. It's not that important. Or is it? I don't fucking know. But anyway, so I'm going to like, you know, rub that in. And I expect gifts and send me shit because, you know, I'm awesome like that. So whatever. But today we have an amazing start to the week here on the Dark Side of Music here on Rock Rage Radio, Tattoo Metal Radio, and everywhere podcasts are found. Woo! I am excited for this one. So let's just go ahead and get this shit started. Shall we? Welcome, everybody, to the dark side of music. I am the great and powerful king of kings, emperor of all that is awesome. Derek, how the hell are you doing today on this beautiful April 4th of the year that is 2020 part two? Woo, what a great week we had last week. Man, this week is going to be just as much of the same. Tonight, we open up with my fantastic guest, and then we lead into, let's see here, we have, what do we have this week? We've got... Tonight we have my guest, we have Telltale tomorrow, Bad Luck on Thursday, Tiny Stills on Thursday, and we're rounding up the week with now non-points. So what a great fucking week this is going to be. So let's just go ahead and get this shit started. My guest today, as you can plainly see, is another beautiful blue-haired woman. I've had a lot of blue-haired women on my show lately. I've had Mixie on and a bunch of others, you know, all over the place. Just blue-haired women everywhere. It's fantastic. My life is fantastic. And I'm glad I get to share it with you because today I have on with me Eva Under Fire. What's up? What's going on? I'm you, but I was waiting for my intro. I was like, this is sick. (laughs) (laughs) Your intro music is rad. Um, And yes, shout out to all my other blue-haired ladies. Yes. Yeah, that band is uh, another female-fronted band out of Wytheville, um, Virginia, a band called Dying Oath. Um, hmm. Yes. I have to check them out. I haven't. I mean, Mixie, I know of. Mixie's been around forever, uh, and she's amazing, oh, and I've opened yeah. for her before, and so, yeah. yeah but hi, up. I am Eva of Eva Under Fire, and I also, uh, for now, have blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what will happen next week? so different like every single time it's terrible i'm really bad at that but yeah for now i i'm part of the blue hair crew and nothing wrong with that i love it so how you been how's things going awesome i mean you're also uh gonna be shocked to know but i'm also an aries so you're right this is the week for uh birthdays um 
I will also be celebrating mine. So yes, everybody well, on the show needs to understand. Um, it's it's a little bit later, but we can we can start the celebrations now. I'm the 14th. Of okay, April. so not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're you know, so we'll just keep going. You know, like everybody on the show needs to just keep celebrating until we hit the 14th because more birthdays, right? So. Hey, hell yeah. <laughs> and but yeah, everything's been great. Um, we have some amazing things coming up, which I'm hoping that you're gonna ask me about. And course. I can tell all of your amazing listeners um about kind of the things that are coming up for Eva because we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about Eva and we're gonna talk a little bit about mental health and life, because that's another yes. thing that is important to me on this show. Um, so one of the things that I love, you know, the things I've built this show around is the fact that I don't do the traditional interview. I don't like doing the whole, you know, what are your inspirations and, you know, what is this and how did you write this song? And, you know, all, I don't do that bullshit because um, we, we're going to hear that a thousand other times on a thousand different other pro- radio programs. And I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy who talks about everything, the stuff that that toes the line on that. We're not supposed to talk about it type stuff um, because that's what really what, what people want to know because they're going to like your music or hate it regardless. But in my opinion is if they love you as a person, once they get to know you as a person, they're going to love your music even more. So that's why I do what I do because also I suffer from bipolar disorder. Um, I suffer from uh, GAD and I also suffer from PTSD. So um, talking about mental health and knowing the struggles of my suicide attempt that I had back in 2018 and the stuff that everyone else goes through, they need to hear it. We don't talk about it enough in the real world. And I think that needs to be discussed and the power of music is the way to do it. In my opinion. Absolutely. Well, I love your perspective on that because I think it's important even, especially for rock fans and the rock community, right? Because if you're, if you show up in rock and roll and you're not authentic, you're not honest and you're not like keeping it real on any level. I think a lot of people sniff that out real quick, you know, cause rock fans love to be a part of it. And they're, like you said, they'll, they'll love it or they'll hate it, but at least they'll, they know what they're getting because they expect that when you come to rock music, that you get what is authentic, what is real. And you're right. I think a lot of people don't, you know, maybe in other genres of music, those types of really surface level questions cut it, but it doesn't work here. It doesn't. People, people really want to know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think we're seeing a lot of what you just mentioned, that whole, you know, not being real bullshit that we're seeing right now is a certain, you know, hip hop artist that recently jumped over to the rock genre has been getting a lot of um, shit lately for his bad singing and his non guitar playing and his bad writing and stuff like that. And he's being shit on by us. You know, he brought over a lot of, you know, hip hop artists, you know, hip hop fans to the rock genre. And we thank him for that. But he's not liked right now. And, I'm, you know, everyone knows what I'm talking about. But, um, it, you know, and that's the biggest thing, because it, it, this this yes, hip hop and rap is all about being real as well. But now it's more commercialized. And I think it's lost a lot of that. And that's not taking away from anyone in that genre. But rock has always had that sense of underground feel that this is where it's at and you know we don't we talk more about mental health and drug abuse and alcohol abuse than any other genre um you know if it wasn't for the band bad flower i wouldn't be here right now um Mm. when when josh released the song ghost back in 2018 that was actually the song that i almost literally commit my commanded to my suicide to i was actually driving back from um buying my ex 
my ex-wife's birthday present. And um, mm. I was driving and I almost drove off a cliff. Mm. And luckily I was listening to Sirius XM at the time and Ghost came on the radio. And then immediately was like, holy shit, what am I doing? Because I was gunning for it. And I was like, wait a second, stop, pull over. Thought about my wife. I thought about my kid. Thought about, you know, everything else I have going for me. I'm like, okay, wait a second. This is there's something not right here. Yeah. And um, I had just gotten diagnosed as bipolar like a week or two before that. And I wasn't handling it very well. I was still going through a med change. So I don't know if it was 100% me. I think it was just part of the meds, you know, just messing with me and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely did. Um, but ever since then, I've, I, you know, I've had moments here and there, but um, nothing like that moment. And that moment inspired this show eventually, because mm -hmm. I realized in that moment, something I've always known, but never truly understood. And that was the power of the music. Um, I knew how powerful it was, but I didn't know how powerful it was until that moment. And I like, and that's why I, I share this with the world because other people need to know and especially they need to know that they're not alone. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so grateful. And I mean, I, I could hear, right. Even still just remembering what, what that does for you. And that's really something to, to, to hold on to that moment that was able to, to be like, wait, I took three seconds at a deep breath and I figured out that this is still worth it for me, you know, and, and having that song in your, in your, ears, I guess, in that moment, just to, to help you through that or get you to jolt into some sort of other perspective. I mean, something about that song just clicked you into a different mode, you know, mm -hmm. and like, that's so important. I think that's the power of music. And I think that's honestly, um, I mean, I, I love that your story is a story of survival. And I'm so, I'm so proud of you for making that decision. Cause there was nobody else. It was you and that music in that moment that made that choice. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, and you're right. I mean, there's a lot of things that can, can, uh, be a confounding factor, but in the end, what you chose to do was give this another shot, you know, and I love music for that. I love rock music for that. I love the, the rock community is truly where I feel I belong because of that, not just because it's heavy hitting music and it sounds amazing. Right. And not just because I have so much fun when we go to these concerts and we're live. Right. But also because of the connection that it allows me to build with people. And that's why music's always been so important to me. It sounds like there are so many people within this community who've had an experience like that. Um, and it's, it's just something that we cherish. I mean, I, honestly, um, I'm really excited about, uh, I wish that it was out there and available for you to play. But on, on the new record that we have that's coming up, um, we have a song called The Strong. And it is one of the most authentic and real pieces of music that I feel like we've ever done. A lot of people, um, when you when you see the music video, you're gonna know what I mean. Um, people just, you know, everybody in the comment section, when we, originally when we put it out, we were an independent artist. Um, and then the record label was like, no, we have to, we have to have that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is amazing. I love that because we wrote it and it was so special to us and it was seeming to be special to a lot of other people. And it's an anti-suicide message, you know, and it's yeah. a mental health related message. And uh, while, while that was what was on my heart when we wrote it, I had no idea the level of response that it would get. Still to this day, we do play it live. It's one of the, you know, I tell the crowd all the time, we wrote you a love song and this is, this is called The Strong. And people, I mean, I've got pictures, you should see them on socials. They pull out their lighters. I've got, a, you know, like a Rockville audience of people 
holding up lighters and, and it's just, it's just the most, I, I have to try to not choke up and cry every time. <laughs> yeah. So much love. Yeah. I mean, whenever I hear a new song or I hear, you know, I, I meet a new band that is heavily involved, you know, in the mental health community as well. It just, it brings a positive, like love tear to my eye, you know, whether it's, you know, nothing more, you know, you know, I remember back in 2018, they did an entire tour dedicated to, to write love in her arms, you know, um, was it 28? Yeah, it was 2018. Um, and you know, August burns red and then the stuff that, you know, Lizzie does and the stuff that, you know, Sully does from Godsmack, all these different, you know, when I look at, and again, not taking away from any other genre, but when you look at the other genres, the only person that comes to mind when it comes to mental health is Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's a strong woman for doing that. But outside of her, I don't see it. And that's yeah. sad because I want to see it. And, yeah. you know, I don't care what genre it is. I talked to a, a rap artist about a year ago, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and he was like, and he talks a lot about mental health in his, you know, his rap lyrics. But he said he was getting shit on by, mm-hmm. you know, other rappers because it's it's too emotional. It's not real enough. It's not hard enough. And he was like, I, I, I but this is what I feel. And he's like, you know, I grew up on the streets just like you guys. I dealt with all that stuff, but this is the after effects. So we tell all the stories of, of how we got to the point we're at now, but we don't talk about the stuff behind the scenes that nobody else talks. We don't talk about the, how I was scared to go to sleep at night. I don't, I don't want to talk about the fact how I needed therapy because of this. We don't talk about that. I am, and I'm not, I'm not afraid to. And yep. And but over here on this side, we commend you. We clap for you. We love you even more when you talk about it. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And hats off to to you for building this podcast in that way and showing a lot of grace and respect to the rock community for being a part of that, you know, because that other people, other artists are like you said, they're trying maybe to do some of these things and speak out about certain things. And they're just it's not well received in this community. That's what we praise and hug on people for. So I'm so grateful to have that. Yeah. One of my favorite stories, and I've told this story a thousand times and I'll tell it another thousand. So I don't care if you've heard this story before, you're going to hear it again. Um, Last year when I was at Blue Ridge, one of the, uh, I was talking to um, a security guard on right before bad flower. And uh, he was talking about how, you know, him and his security company only do, you know, usually only do rap, festivals and rap concerts and stuff like that this was the first rock festival they ever done and he was like but let me tell you i've been doing this for 10 years and i have never seen a bigger group of family in my life he goes i want to he goes i'm going to go listen to all these music when i get home i want to be part of this community he goes you know the music is great but the people are even better and i was like wow that is powerful just somebody that's watching from the outside seeing the love that we bring to you know this stuff you know, it's like it's angry music for loving people. <laughs> That's what I've always looked yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you look at? I mean, we grew up maybe as you look like you maybe you grew up as a metalhead and I grew up as a metalhead, right? So it's like, but we we know that rule. That's the rule, right? If somebody falls in the pit, you pick them up. That's the thing, right? We've yep. had that. This is like there is like a core set of values in this community. Even when you you go hard and you go heavy and, and people are just rowdy and crazy, right? But I mean, there's there's rules, there's standards of, of, of the human condition that we, we value here. And I love that somebody on the outside um, was like, wow, I see that. Like, I just, that was their first impression uh, was at this giant festival. 
And that's beautiful. I love that people are coming to it for that reason. That's how I found rock music. I mean, way back when, when I was really little Eva, um, I was singing in like, you know, talent shows and stuff like that and trying to keep up with like pop songs. And I don't know, you could probably tell from talking to me, I have a lower voice. So it's like, I, I felt better singing along to guy vocalists, right? Breaking Benjamin, um, kill switch <laughs> so it's just some some of those things I didn't know if I was cool enough for rock music though back then and like once I figured out how cool everybody in this community really is and like they we were talking about like the standard of humanity here um you know everybody has their outliers right but like most people are just incredible humans um when you come into like a rock show I just that's always been my experience and that was when I really truly felt like no, I, I belong here was when I went to my first rock show. Yeah. And that's how I felt as well. I mean, I went to my first, my first rock show was 97. It was, um, uh, who was it? It was, it was Metallica, but um, Metallica was opened up by corrosion of conformity is who they opened, who opened up for him. And, um, that was my first show. And then after that, I went festival crazy and I went to, you know, a festival a year in Orlando and uh, it's it's amazing what you see, you know, you yeah. you hear all these things on the Internet, you hear all these things of word of mouth, especially, you know, being raised in a church household back in the day um, that, you know, it's the devil's music. It's this and that or whatever. And, you know, it, it breeds hate. You know, and when I was especially in 97, when Columbine happened, you know, that's like, mm. look, see, this is what's going to happen. Mm. But you, that's 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 the one or two assholes that we have in our community. Right. And, yeah. And, and we're aware of those people and we don't like right. those people. Right. No, we, yeah. we shun those people. Right. As a matter of fact, the majority of everybody else is also going to help you look out for that the type. Right. So, mm -hmm. but I, I hear you. And it's funny because we almost had like an opposite experience. My parents raised me on rock music because they were uh, like adults in, you know, the eighties. Right. So they were like, scorpions i've been to see scorpions with my parents and things like that i was also raised so in a church household they just didn't believe that it was devil music so i had that going <laughs> for me <laughs> my parents were metallic fans and stuff like that but that was it that was kind of the thing right when I, I think that was what initially i was so hesitant about is because for me that was my parents music and i didn't feel like it fit me until new metal hit and then when new metal came around i felt like this was rock music from my generation when hybrid theory came out and things like that i was like oh right and yeah. like Limp Bizkit and like new, new Metal was like the where I caught the craze. Yeah, for me, it was a little bit uh, about the same thing, because um, throughout the 90s, I was big into grunge. Um, I was big into alternative and stuff like that. I mean, I loved, you know, I love my Alice in Chains. I love my, my my Pearl Jam. And, you know, I, I dabbled into some of the heavier stuff with some of the um, uh, with like uh, Pantera and stuff like that. But I still love my Metallica. Um but I really haven't, I, at that point, I really didn't dive into their older stuff too much. Um, and then the new metal hit and everything changed. And I'll, now it's like every year, my, even, you know, 20 years later, my, my, I want that heavier. Give me heavier. Give me that gnarly fucking, you know, breakdown. Give me that amazing solo just where I can just fade out into the drum solo or fade out into the, the guitar solo and just like, oh, yes, that's, that's it. Something gives you right, that chills in your spine. <laughs> Our middle school selves are like, yeah, more. Yeah. <laughs> I feel Where's you the on breakdown? that. <laughs> I need that breakdown. There's some good right. chunky, fu the, the chunkier, the better. 
That's what I said. Absolutely. 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 So it's funny, right? Because you asked me about songs, Eve Under Fire songs, right? So Mm -hmm. we um, have a song called Comatose. And that's one of like my favorites on this, on this new upcoming record. And it's out and people probably checked it out. If you haven't yet, you need to. We're about uh, to play it right now. As soon as we're done. This is the build up to it. I mean, come on. Listen, uh, if you love this song, then you need to come see me live because I definitely will give you some saucy breakdowns. Ooh, see now if that's not you know motivation enough, I don't know what is. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what it's all about. And we're gonna talk about more about your music and a whole bunch more. But first, we're gonna go ahead and play Comatose. Do it. So first, I gotta find it because I lost it. There it is. <laughs> so off the album "Love, Drugs, and Misery," due out May twentieth. Here is Comatose by Eva Under Fire. i 
And that was Comatose featuring Jonathan from Ego Kill Talent by Eva Under Fire. Again, that album, Love, Drugs, and Misery, drops May 20th. Let's go ahead and bring Eva back on here. What did I tell you? See, breakdowns? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've heard (laughs) the song before. I love the song. I mean, because I love you guys. Um, But one Uh, thing that's been kind of like bothering me is, you know, you've been blowing up on TikTok lately, but you've been blowing up for your covers. And, and and why are you going that direction with that? Uh, TikTok is a platform that responds to covers, period. I know. Like, it's you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, if you see any musician that's on TikTok, right, a ton of them. Because there's a lot of resources now for musicians to record themselves and, and produce their own music and stuff like that, right? So I feel like a lot of people are gravitating to these platforms where independent musicians are doing mashups of songs that people already know and love, or they're doing like an open verse and doing something that's like that creatively on, on a song that's already started or a song that's already famous. Um, and then other people are doing lots of covers. Right. So, but you know, I find it interesting that um, we've, we've seen an amazing response to our original music and we already had, um, some, you know, fairly substantial amounts on our platforms and things like that prior to, you know, with songs like Blow and Comatose and people were like, well, who's this band, right? Mm-hmm. But um, what I love about that is uh, gr- we grew up playing rock music in, in bars, right? As kids, we, we have a very old school story. So me and the guys are all like from different projects and, and started doing music um, in the local scene. Um, and that's the same tactics that you use as a live band, right? You throw yeah. in a cover, you get everybody's attention, and then they love you. And then once you get everybody's attention, then you slam them with your best originals, right? And then they go, oh, wow, cool, you know? And then they want to go buy your record and say hi at the merch booth. So so now that that we had this idea, right? Because we, we've played separate ways live for a while now. As a matter of fact, we found during um, COVID when like there was nothing to do, right? We had one promoter who was local who was doing um, live music by the river in in the summertime um, and had like a food truck and like wanted us to come jam acoustic. And we were like, awesome, you know, it's outside. Um, We can't do anything else. So this is the one avenue where we're we're like trying, you know, for our own mental health, not to lose our minds and not just not play music Um, because that's a fast way to kill your spirit. Mm -hmm. So. We, we were able to go and do this. And, and as a result, we learned a bunch of covers. And one of them that really stuck was Separate Ways. And then we started incorporating it into our live shows. And I'll tell you what, when when we were open, so we, we got a chance to open for a bunch of um, cool tours last year. Um, and uh, one of them was the Skillet Tour, which was fantastic. Um, and th- so we get out there in front of 1,500 people and we, we start right and everybody lost their minds and we were like okay well we have to record this now (laughs) so um but you know it just so happens to be that tiktok also responds heavily to covers so like now that we have this engagement i'm like hey check it out you guys like this cover bam we got a whole new album coming up (laughs) you know yes so you're taking the old old school mentality with the new school technology i like that yeah reel them in a little bit and then give them everything you got See, I, I can't, I mean, I've, I've tried to do TikTok. So now I just use TikTok to find independent bands that I want to talk to. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's really it. Um, yeah. 
because you know you know working with the big pr people you know is great but there's you know not always going to be interviews available so i have to find the little bands too because i don't care how big or small a band is everyone has a story and i find so many great bands on tiktok um you know and obviously instagram and facebook too but you know tiktok's been a good platform for up emerging bands and it's pretty it's been pretty cool to watch yeah yeah and people get really creative with it like there's a lot of like alt pop is back in style now and like punk rock though is also kind of seeing a resurgence as a result of that all of my elder emos on tiktok they're listening to paramore and i'm like stop i love this though (laughs) um but yeah it's it's a really cool platform i think to find new music for sure and and, you know as a result i think a lot of musicians are seeing that this is what people respond to so they kind of open with those things and then follow it up with some of their originals sprinkled in a lot of people are finding their their own original music as a result yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of the stuff that was popular in the early 2000s is coming yeah. back. Like pop punk is on the verge of coming back, too. It's like I, 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 I never thought this would be cool again or I never thought I, this know, was, right? I never really thought it was cool to begin with. But these guys are making it cool, you know, because see, I secretly did. I secretly <sighs> I wasn't going to fess up to that when I was in high school, but I totally did. See, back then for me, it was too. And again, nothing, no offense to, you know, the guys of the old, you know, you're, you know, your Mike Hems and all this other stuff, but it was all too whiny for me. Yep. And I couldn't, I, get that. I couldn't do it all the time. I enjoyed some of it, but not all the time, but the pop punk of today, they've kind of like kind of went to a, another level with it. They have that same sound, but the lyrics are much different. They're much more punk esque. They're life esque, but they're not whiny about it they they so they learn from the mistakes of the their predecessors and i and i've every time i've talked to a pop, a pop punk band about it they're like yeah we we love those guys but at the same time we felt the same thing you feel and we wanted to take what they did and inspire to be better with it and i like that yeah yeah super um creative take right that they liked the sound but maybe not the context and the lyricism um so it does it changes now i think a lot of even like I'm finding that I like a lot more of pop, you know, newer pop stuff too, because there's, there's a lot of alt themes in that. And they're talking about things that are like you said, mental health related, a lot of these younger people that are coming out with like pop songs and it's not, you know, live instrumentation whatsoever, but their lyricism is something that I can, I can vibe with, which is cool. Yeah. And that's one thing that really bothers me sometimes is like, and it's not like it bothers me to my point, like, Oh, this sucks. It's, it bothers me. Like just because I have my blinders on, sometimes where like I hear a great lyricist um, and I read some great lyrics, but I can't vibe to the music because it doesn't fit what I like. And okay. that bothers me. It's like, Oh, this would be a great rock song. Come on, redo it. Come on. Reimagine it as a rock song. <laughs> right. And uh, hence why everybody loves TikTok. Cause the first yeah. band that does one of that, they're going to be like, Oh yeah. You know, I totally, and, and we've actually, we've seen that with separate ways. I didn't realize a lot of people from that are journey fans felt that was a pop song from that band you know yeah so now that we've heavied it up they're like oh it's awesome for us to hear this as a rock song i'm like i always thought it was a rock song you guys didn't think it was a rock song i'm like, like no <laughs> you know now we got some heavier guitars and um it's just it's really cool to see like the response has been pretty awesome yeah um the first person and it might have already been done i just haven't seen it yet but the first rock band to cover a billy irish a billy eilish song is gonna is gonna <laughs> it's gonna murder it because that yep. chick has some metal lyrics. Now, not all of them. Some of them are very pop lyric, but some of her songs are dark metal lyrics. And it's like, 
Okay. We know that we have that in you. Come on, bring out the devil horns, bring out your upside down pentagram. Let's do this. We can do this. Come on. We can do this. Uh, yes, you missed it, but it's fine. I'll, I'll help you. Um, my friends in conquer divide an all girl metal band did it and it's fantastic. You need no to conquer check divide, out but okay. I know conquer divide. I love conquer divide. I need to go check they out covered the, Billie Eilish. Which song? Uh, I think it was. Oh, what is um? I'm I'm blanking on the name right now, but it was uh, it was one of her radio hits. You see, I'm not familiar hits. with most of her with most of her songs. I'll have to look it up, but yeah, I'll yeah, definitely yeah. look it up. Um, stop texting me, people. Uh, <laughs> We're busy. I know, right? Call I forgot, later. I forgot to mute my phone. Um, but yeah, that's the, again, that's the great thing about what music is. It can be anything you want it to be as long as you are open enough to it. Absolutely. So, you know, this album is looking to be phenomenal because not only um, did you, you know, collaborate with Eagle Kill Talent on this last song, you know, we just listened to Comatose, but Blow, which we'll listen to later, you, you know, collaborated with the hardest working man in all of metal today. Like you cannot open up a fucking song without saying Spencer Charnas. Spencer Charnas, Spencer Charnas, like that guy everywhere. And I love it. He like, they are like during the pandemic, like Spencer was literally everywhere. I mean, zero nine 36. He, what else? He he did a bunch of others. He collaborated with uh, Hollywood undead. He collaborated with, um, I can't even think of them all, but it's like that dude just doesn't care. He wants to collaborate with everybody. And that is so fucking cool. That guy is just like, a he is a modern day, I don't even know, like a modern day Elton John, because like Elton John did the same thing. He collaborated with everybody back in the day. That's what he is. Yep. yep. I mean, and that I think it speaks to his level of artistry, too, that he not only wants to just do Ice Nine stuff, but he wants to challenge himself to have on other people's music that might not sound like his, which is awesome, because it's definitely what it sounds like with him on Blow. Like that that song, I wasn't really sure what his you know, everybody kind of thinks about what's your wheelhouse, right? I don't think he has one. No, I don't think so <laughs> Which either. is great, you know? And that speaks to his artistry, I feel like. And and so um, we met in a really weird pandemic way, right? Via like this. And, um, but we're both involved in that independent horror film that the label um, did, The Retaliators. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, it was kind of like we were we were doing a song and they wanted it for that movie. And we were like, OK, I don't know how you're going to swing that because it, it was just like something for fun. You know, the lyricism was something for fun. They took it and they twisted it and they made it really amazing. So if you've seen the music video and it just fits and I didn't really see that at first as like a creative like I was like, I don't know how they're going to make this work. And then all of a sudden we started talking more about it. And I'm like, oh, this could work amazing. Then Spencer we hit up Spencer to see if he wanted to jump on the track. And he was like, I think it'd be really cool if we did the second first lyrics as though it's my character in the film who's speaking. I was like, yes. Yeah. Can we do that? Like, let's do that. So that was, that was where the the second verse came from. Um, And I I think it's just, it worked magically. Uh, As a matter of fact, when we were last minute added to welcome to Rockville, they were there last year. And I was just like, we were kind of like passing trains for a second by where all of the um, artist uh, trailers and stuff were. And uh, I just looked and he looked and I was like, it was like our first meeting in real life. And he was so kind, such a sweet human too. And he was like, Hey, I'm about to blow. He starts singing my chorus to me. And I was like, <laughs> you're amazing. 
just so cool. He was like, oh, it's an epic hook. I'm so glad that we got a chance to do it. I was like, man, you are just fantastic. I really appreciate all of that. And I was like, hopefully we get a chance to be out here together in the real world next, you know? And he was like, yeah, that'd be rad. So he was very, yeah. very awesome guy. Yeah. Um, he's one of the ones I've always wanted. I, I mean, one of my dream interviews, because there's always been a question about that with him. And because it, it, I've always with a band that has that, where every song and every story that they tell is concept of you know the horror genre and most lyricists tell stories of their lives or the struggles that they have through their art. He doesn't mm -hmm. do that because of he's so I wonder if all the collaborations he does is that outlet for him. Therefore, he can focus on the horror side and the you know the the dramatization of, of I Sign Kills over there and then let all of his other stuff out over here. I, I've always been kind of curious to ask him that question because nobody's ever talked to him about that. They always mm -hmm. talk about the horror. Like I said before, they always ask him the exact same questions, horror movies, horror movies, horror movies. I would love to talk to him about that because that is a curious question because again, he doesn't have that out, that same outlet, you know, or he chooses mm -hmm. not to have that outlet because of the direction that Iceland has gone. So I, I've always been wondering about that. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to hear that too. So when you get them on, you have to, I'll have to pay attention because uh, that's, that is a cool question. And I'm, I'm interested also because from the psychology side of it, right? How much of your personal psyche do you have to invest in a character to be able to figure out how that character may feel in a certain, mm -hmm. in a certain situation, you know, because there is some level of authenticity that goes into Correct. it, even when you're character building, because you have to be able to imagine what that's like and and kind of go through it in your own brain right Correct. so um yeah that would be an interesting question i'd be curious to hear yeah. his answer because you, you bring up a good point with that because also look at claudio from um coheed and cambria coheed but, yeah but at the same time you know with the with the coheed and cambria you know in the emory wars uh, comic books that he writes i feel a lot of his his life is built into those two characters so it, it, it's it's even though he's telling the stories of the Amory Wars through his music and not a, he doesn't do a lot of personal songs. I feel the personal stuff comes out through the comic books and then he just translated it into music. But, you know, I, I'm, so I, I just put those two and two together. So I wonder how Spencer or other artists like that only have that one direction where where they get the how they get their other stuff out, you know, and if it's, mm -hmm. is it part of the character building? See, see, now we're, we're building to something here. <laughs> yeah, see? Because <laughs> again, it's all, it's all part of the mental health things. It's all part yeah, of the mental health yeah. stuff. Let's psychologically, uh, what is it, dissect all of the, the character building that goes on in the music world. Because, you know, it's interesting, being part of the film, um, I realized, and so did the director and producer, we were having this conversation, um, how similar, uh, just how many different similarities there are between music and film as far as the, the characters and the content and what you have to invest into your artistry on a personal, in a personal way mm. to really deliver that performance, whether it's performing music or it's performing in, in the way of acting. Um, so it was, it was very interesting to see just how closely knit those two worlds can, can get. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Um, so got the new album coming out. You guys are playing Aftershock in the fall with Iceland Kills. Um, and I know. You know um, the new tour that we're going on? I was just getting ready to say I want you to talk about it. 
<laughs> do you know should we tell them yet <laughs> that's up to you know the other people that you know listen in on this conversation yeah, right uh, no no listen i mean the, this stuff's been released so uh eva under fire is going to be able to be opening the entire tour for nothing more asking alexandria and atreyu ah i'm so excited I'm like, this is, this is like stuff that I have, I, I've like listened to as, as a fan for years, obviously. Um, and, and also just, it's such a, it, it's going to bring a new light for people that um, have maybe seen us on previous tours for Eva under fire, because this is a little bit of a heavier tour yep. and we have some cool things that we're going to be doing live um, that serve that, I think. Yep. So People and, are going to get a little extra hype this time. <laughs> yeah. And what sent, chills up my spine about it, and I, it hit, I, you know, I hate to bring it back to this again, but that mental health message, all four bands, you know, of you, all four of you guys, doesn't matter. It's, yeah. you know, it's Johnny or it's Danny or it's you or um, it's, you know, it's Atreyu. There, there's so much, you know, like I cannot tell you how many times, I've listened to the acoustic version of alone in the room by asking Alexandria um, mm. during, you know, just during some dark times um, or, you know, obviously Jenny or any other song by nothing more, you know, those songs just resonate so well. And, um, and to be going on tour with them, it, it's gotta be, you know, absolutely just a dream come true. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I, I just, I, I can't wait to see, what it looks like um I, I think that the energy is just like you said it's just it's it's there for all four bands so i think many 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 people who are um going to be in attendance are going to see that that's just like a, a theme you know throughout the night uh, mm. for all of the bands that will be on stage is, is that there's going to be a lot of really meaningful powerful stuff happening on stage and and the way that we perform that is because we feel it we feel it, but that's how we wrote it, you know, to, to be inspired by these moments of either hardship or struggle or um, really important self-discovery stuff or like, you know, so the, that I've been through hard times. I've been through hell and back and the comatose lyrics is some of my darkest moments. That's that's where that lyric comes from. I needed a way to describe what that was. And it was absolute hell. That's what it was for me. Right. So but everybody else that hears that they go through their own moment as a result. So there, there's that energy that people just, and I think that's what, you know, COVID, when we didn't have concerts for a while, I don't think people realized what kind of spirit breaking that was doing to the rock community specifically, because that's not just a show for us. That's not just a concert for us. That's home. Mm -hmm. People understand and support and get together with others in that community that get it. And they feel heard and they feel understood and they can scream at the top of their lungs and like everybody else is screaming at the top of their lungs too. me on the stage, them on the floor, like everybody's just, we all get a chance to have this really cathartic, important, authentic moment together. Yeah. 1500 people in a room that experience. I mean, it's crazy, you know, so to not have that. And then to now all of a sudden I've, I'm telling you what, I hope that you've been to some rock shows since, uh, since it's opened back up because it is a new vibe. People have missed it and they're ready. Yeah. So I, I went to, I said, I went to Blue Ridge. I went and saw Gemini syndrome. Um, I went and saw a couple of local shows. Um, I haven't seen anything this year, but um, next month uh, starts the summer of everything. <laughs> so, yes. I, yes. I, so the same, <laughs> so 
Um, I'm getting, you know, I'm hitting Rockville. And then that same week, I'm going to go see you guys in Silver Springs, Maryland, because that's where I live. I oh, live you're Maryland. coming? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be there. Let's do it. Because um, uh, hopefully I get, I get everything worked out here within the next couple of days, but hopefully I get the my Nothing More interview set up so I can, you know, um, I'll be there for that as well. But um, and then I got Aftershock I'm going to do this year. Um, and then I'm also going to do Blue Ridge and a bunch of other shows as well. So it's going to be a. It's going to be a crazy year, and I want yeah. to be a part of everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a crazy year. You're absolutely right. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for festival season. It's going to be dope. Um, I can't wait for this upcoming tour. I can't wait for you guys to hear this record. There's yep. so many different emotions on this record, um, but one of one of the highlights is definitely, like, you played Comatose. Um, you should definitely play Blow. Because I'm going to play Blow on the it. way out. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but um, I just, I feel like, there's like really cool energy. Um, there's a couple of them that you guys haven't heard yet that I can't wait for you to hear. Like you're going to be like, okay, I need this whole record. You know how streaming works and people pick and choose. Yep. I, you can't cherry pick this record. I'm telling you right now, just be prepared that when love drugs and misery actually hits, you're going to want the whole thing. Cause it's got all the vibey, pretty stuff. And then you've got really cool, um, hard hitting stuff. And then you've got cool hip hoppy stuff too, mm. which is kind of a different like departure. It's just going to be, I can't wait. I can't wait for people to hear it. I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm trying to tell the label. I'm really am. I'm like, Hey, listen, uh, we've been telling people that it's going to happen. And then they don't believe us anymore. So like, cause I, I mean, cause COVID happened, right? Literally yeah. like, we handed in this record. It was all ready to go. The release was supposed to be March of 20. Wow. Which is exactly when the whole thing just fell apart. Right. So everything. Yep. To, to their credit, though, to the label's credit and to our management's credit, I mean, they have done everything in their power to keep us engaged and keep us focused and like hanging out with people on podcasts with you and also getting on to some other massive tours and, you know, putting some things out on the internet to see how, you know, people are responding organically so that we can position ourselves to really make it go big. And I really think it's going to, I think people will just love it when it, when it does get here, it'll be plenty worth the wait. I, I assure you. Yep. May 22nd, it is dropping. And that same week, the tour kicks off in Kansas City, Missouri, May 13th, May 13th, and goes all over the United States. And like I said, I'll be there uh, May 25th in so, uh, Silver Springs at the Fillmore. And they're also hitting PA, Ohio, Tennessee, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Missouri, Colorado, Utah, everywhere. Like I said, May 13th, and then it wraps up in July. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time. The last, actually, the last date of this tour is actually at incarceration. So um, everything from now until incarceration, you know, it's going to be great. It's going to be a, yeah. a great, great, great summer. Um, yep. Get out there, buy your tickets, see as many shows as you can. Um, if you were lucky enough to go see shows last year, great. But this year is going to blow you out of the water it's an investment in life. It's not just a, a, a payment for a concert. It's an, it's an investment in life and you need to definitely take advantage of it. Yeah. These experiences are going to be crazy. Um, I just, I can't wait. It literally does feel like a family reunion. Like a lot of people are just coming together again. that haven't seen each other in a long time. And uh, we have that sense of community back, that sense of camaraderie back. It's so fun. Um, the, the bands are coming out with, I mean, 
from Ashes to New has got new music. Uh, Nothing More has got new music. Uh, everybody is coming out with new music. That's, I mean, we've been through a lot, right? You can hear it in their music. It, people are angry, you know, mm -hmm. but the, like rock music is, is a place of expression. And I, I think you're, you're really going to find that um, these, these moments are not, not some that you want to miss. Yep. You're going to find out real quick that you aren't alone. That's what, that's yeah. exactly what you're going to find out. Yep. Yep. I heard that new Nothing More record and I was like, everything that I'm feeling has now just been normalized and validated. Thank you. The <laughs> right? new single, the new single is, is gnarly. Um, oh, it's sick. I love it. I love it so much. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a chance to stay inside stage every night and hear that. Yes. You know what? You, you can't go wrong with a good Nothing More show. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I mean, especially when Eva Under Fire is opening. Exactly. Especially. And, uh, and I, I cannot wait to meet you um, in May. It's going to be a yeah, phenomenal night. Uh, the Fillmore is a great, great arena. Uh, not arena. A great, um, a great venue. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. So I cannot wait to see you there. Here we go. Exactly. Eva, it has been an absolute honor and a privilege to talk to you. Um, oh, you are an amazing woman. And I cannot wait to see hear the rest of this album. I cannot wait to meet you guys in person. And uh, I hope you guys kick ass. And I actually see you twice this year, so I'll see you at Aftershock too. But uh, just yeah. absolutely, absolutely kill it. I, yeah. Oh, I we'll have to catch up again, man. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. Thank you so so much for having me on and um and for cheering us on and telling everybody about this awesome record we got coming out. So I'll uh, catch you guys in the real world. Absolutely. Again, Eva, thank you so much. Much love. Thanks, guys. Bye. And that was Eva Marie from Eva Under Fire. Wow. That was an effortless conversation that just absolutely just blew my mind. That was a horrible bomb sound. There we go. Um, I love conversations like that that are effortless. Yes. Oh, guys, what a way to kick off my birthday week. What a way to kick off a new week of shows here on the Dark Side of Music. What a way just to kick off life fuck it whatever i hope you all enjoy that conversation because we're not done yet we're still going to play play two two more songs from eva under fire so i hope you guys are ready for this so first we're gonna go ahead and play that song that she was so talking about blow so here we go here is blow featuring spencer charnas of ice nine kills by eva under fire
And that was Blow by Eve Under Fire, featuring, featuring Spencer Charnas of Ice Nine Kills. Again, that is off the album Love, Drugs, and Misery, which drops May 20th. Oh, guys, it's been a great fucking night with you guys. Great fucking day. I love each and every one of you so fucking much. I hope you all had a great weekend, and I hope you all are ready for a great fucking week. Because we aren't done yet. Like I said, we've got some great shit coming up for you this week. And I hope you come back again tomorrow with the band Telltale. But until then, we're going to go out with one more from Eva Under Fire, the song Unstoppable. But until tomorrow with the band Telltale, stay happy, stay healthy, stay fucking heavy. Here is Unstoppable by Eve Under Fire. We'll see you all tomorrow. Peace. Is the final.